counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast it's dane i'm here with wags wags it wasn't pretty but the packers are now 10 and 3 uh and in control of their own destiny with playoff feeding how are you feeling uh fine hey you know what we are in position that's all you can ask for so i'm going to choose to uh, look at the positive we uh, took care of an inferior opponent and i've got to win and it's always got to feel good. We've got a 10-win season in the books. Dane, there's been seasons where I thought we may have actually had a, a stronger team than we have this year, that we've been scraping to get to that 10th or 11th win in the last week of the season. And here we are three weeks to go, and uh, we've already got 10 wins in the books. So uh, you got to feel really, really good about that overall. Yeah, and and I apologize to those listening. My voice is a little raspy. I was at the game today, and um, wait, you might be surprised by this, um, but I I'll tell you what. If I had watched the game on TV, I think I would have been as angry as I normally get. <laughs> but being there uh, uh, at the game and watching it, and kind of watching how the game played out, and seeing the full field, which of course none of us can see. Um, from from the television, um, I, I will tell you that I I thought the Packers left so much on the field, and I'm sure that you saw most of that on TV as well. Um, but I am actually more encouraged after watching the Packers play live um, than I uh, than I have been in, in a number of weeks um, because I saw where they were making some of the mistakes. And I thought we were just a couple plays away from being just a, a monster blowout game. Now, that's not an excuse, and they were a little sloppy, and it was an ugly win. Uh, however, uh, as you said, a win is a win, and, and being 10-3 and three, uh, is phenomenal. Uh, most, of, most folks that are listening did not expect the Packers probably to win 10 games an entire season. So to have 10 wins now and still have things we need to correct, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that because I, I know sometimes being there in person, which luckily we're fortunate enough to be able to do usually at least a couple of times every season, is a little bit different, not only for your sanity. You almost have to be controlled, otherwise people would think you're a lunatic. So uh, I, I'm glad to hear that you were able to keep yourself in check. Uh, around well, mostly. Yeah, uh, around, a couple plays. <laughs> around other human beings, it's good to know that uh, uh, you were able to keep yourself in check. I, I think most of us were probably in the same boat, uh, most of us Packer fans, and most fans in, in general of any sport. Uh, being uh, in the living room is a little bit different than being around, you know, uh, not only a whole section of hundreds of people, but in the stadium with uh, with another 70,000 human beings. So in any event, um, yeah, the other thing I was kind of curious about being there in person is you get to see the whole field. Uh, and certainly on TV, we get some replays, but you don't necessarily get the uh, camera angles on every play uh, to be able to get a look and a scout 
uh, on what's actually happening and what some of the players are seeing and what some of the coaches are going to be able to play back on tape. So, Dan, I'll be interested to get your perspective on a few of those scenarios today um, because I agree there was a, a few big plays that we just missed, um, and we'll get into those a little bit more. But at the same time, this has been kind of a trend that we've been seeing here, and it will be interesting. We're going to have to play much, much better football. And somehow we we just haven't quite hit our stride yet, have we? Because yeah. uh, uh, I'm not sure if there's there's just some spark that I feel like needs to happen yet. And I, I know you felt like that fourth down play against the Giants last week with Geronimo and, and Aaron and really got them going at the end of that game might have been that spark. But if it was, it didn't carry over into this week. So um, it remains to be seen. I I, I think uh, we do have the ability uh, to put things together at a higher level. But um, at this point, all you can say is we're putting ourselves in position to get into the playoffs, and, and that's when anything can happen. So, um, you know, that's that's the that's the the positive things I'm taking away from this game overall. So, Dan, why don't we dive into this then a little bit, shall we? Um, yeah, and, and that first quarter uh, in particular, Wags, uh, I'll tell you what, we were rocking early, and I thought that the defense came out just um, – they were blazing early on. They made the young quarterback look, uh, you know, incredibly – uncomfortable early on and uh, we saw you talk about trends right wags and um, we saw a trend that we've seen the Packers offense started pretty hot they looked pretty good from the start there um, and then obviously we saw a pretty significant drop off I thought but um, that first series defensively tons of pressure uh, a, a quick three and out Rodgers gets the ball and wags I'm gonna say something I hope you're sitting down I thought Jimmy Graham had a pretty darn good game, all things considered today. I thought he played really well. He had a spark play early on. Um, he bobbled the ball. He was tackled by the 35-yard line, uh, <laughs> tripped over his own feet. But I thought um, I watched him a lot today, had a lot of really strong blocks that don't show up necessarily uh, on the scorecard. Uh, but that first series, the Packers' offense was doing what I thought we needed to do outside of that penalty on Mercedes Lewis. Um, thought Rodgers looked sharp. I thought that Aaron Jones looked really good. And Wag, something that we wanted, we saw the Packers mix Aaron Jones in early and often, and boy, did he deliver today. Yeah, and I, I agree. You can see the game plan. You're looking to get some other guys involved early on in the pass game. You get Jimmy Graham on a play action on first down that he plays he said and then on the very next play we get Aaron Jones out of the backfield on a short pass and and those those are two guys that you know <laughs> say what you will about Jimmy Graham and I know you're you're not super high on him but we need to get some of these secondary options going in the pass game and, and I don't even necessarily look at Aaron Jones as a secondary option he's just a primary weapon whether he's running the ball or catching the ball but that being said, he hasn't been catching the ball out of the backfield much the last few weeks. So just like last week against the Giants, they passed to him right away in that first series, and this time on the second play. Uh, um, and so it, it, these are rhythm guys. And so I think it's really incumbent on both Aaron and the coaching staff, uh, both of them together, 
uh, kind of like a you know a point guard uh, early in a, a game in a basketball game don't necessarily shoot the ball so much um, get these other guys in rhythm get them involved in the game and that can really start to pay some dividends instead of you know forcing the ball to Devontae Adams in the pass game every time so um, I, I think that game plan coming in uh, really paid off they look very nice in that first series offensively and got great field position. They have the ball right at midfield, as you said, after that their defense came through with a quick three and out. So they were able to capitalize quickly, and then Aaron Jones caps it off with a nice touchdown up the middle, the four-yard touchdown run. Uh, pretty quick strike and uh, pretty efficient offensively. Only had really one-third down until that last run there by Aaron Jones uh, when he was able to convert. Uh, for the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, as you said, and then on the very next series, the defense comes right back out and was able to force another three and out for Washington, and Green Bay gets the ball. Um, and I'll tell you what, um, we've got uh, perhaps a uh, punt returner now that can actually gain some positive yards because we're set back up right at, right at midfield, right over midfield in Washington territory, and it looks like we're ready to go right down and score another touchdown and get up 14 nothing right off the bat. Yeah, Tyler Irvin looked really good today. Um, and maybe, maybe you know, we're, we're looking at it, and anybody's going to look a little better than what we've had earlier this year. We've obviously, leading into today, had negative yards uh, on the punt return unit. However, uh, he, Ty looked, uh, really smooth back there. I thought he looked incredibly comfortable, uh, from, from the get-go, kind of watching how he was operating and moving about out there, Wags. Uh, I know that you like to watch these guys, uh, in the return game as well. Uh, he just, he fields the ball smoothly. Um, he's not afraid to take his eye off the ball when the ball's in the air and he's kind of judging, um, you know, the distance and then seeing what the protection's looking like. He, he looked pretty aggressive back there, but he also looked pretty sure-handed. I uh, didn't know much about this young man uh, ahead of coming in uh, to Lambo this week. I'd never really watched him play, but um, all signs point to, to um, uh, a positive addition, I thought, with the return game uh, in, in Ty Urban. So I thought he just did a really good job. And then, uh, as you said, Wag, you know, the offense just kind of, uh, kept humming along. I thought that, um, you know, I thought that, um, Jimmy Graham again showed up well. Aaron Jones with, uh, with some, some nice plays as well. And then, uh, Big Bob, uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, with a nice catch in the back of the end zone. Uh, and something that I saw that was quite the theme today, Wags, was the Packers did an awful lot of two and three tight end sets. Uh, out of their offense, and uh, they weren't afraid to uh, keep uh, different guys in uh, in blocking position, but also uh, have them release and go out for passes and run some different routes. Didn't matter who it was. Jimmy Graham at some point was was blocking on the line. Bob Tunyon at different times was, was blocking along the line. Mercedes Lewis was getting worked in there, um, and um, you know we saw all four tight ends. Uh, get worked in today on the offensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, I, I, I was sitting there watching the game wags and it's a discussion worth having. I think I was going, you know, the, the wide receivers aren't showing up. They're clearly trying to work some of these other guys in there. And I thought early on, they definitely had a, uh, a lot of success doing that. And, um, and particularly in the run game, 
uh, having those extra uh, blocking tight ends in there, um, man, I thought that we were handling in the run game the uh, the Washington defensive line. We were getting to the second level. We were very physical today. So uh, for the shortcomings that we'll talk about on this offense, uh, I was so impressed by the running game, by the offensive line, and, and really these tight ends that were really drive blocking, having some nice reach blocks today, and they really helped uh, Aaron Jones break some runs open. Yeah, and you're skipping ahead to the third possession then uh, when they get the touchdown from Tunyon. Um, I thought of that second possession was the first of, of a not – Super frustrating, but they had the ball at Washington's 42-yard line, third and four. Uh, so you've got a pretty nice down and distance situation for a third down. And Rodgers gets locked up on kind of a, you know, oh that's right, a sack yeah. with Kerrigan, where it was just sort of a forward progress. I've, I've never really seen a sack like that, and he's not coming from his blind side. I, I, Rodgers had a few sacks today that, to be quite honest with you, were I, I don't know if there was guys that were just not open downfield. They showed a few of the replays on the game um, on some of those plays. And it looked like some of the receivers would run their route. And then if they weren't open, they were just kind of settling in and not making any secondary breaks, um, uh, you know, towards the ball or, uh, you know, trying to run towards Rodgers and, and so that when he can press the line of scrimmage. Let me ask you, though, Dane, in person, what were you seeing from those wide receivers downfield? Were, were they continuing yeah. to move around, or, or what What was going on? Because it seemed like, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought that the pass protection was terrific today, and it seemed like Rodgers had all day to throw. And the fact that he took four sacks was, to me, more on him and not, not getting the ball, getting, not getting rid of the ball at times, because um, that particular play – you know, when you've got someone just bull rushing, uh, not on your weak side, and he didn't have free run at the quarterback, Aaron usually gets away from that and is able to extend the play. So I'm just not really sure what was going on out there. Uh, but that was a situation where I felt like he had, he needed to at least, you know, um, make a move and step up in the pocket or, or roll around and try to, to try to potentially either run for a first down or, you know, get rid of the football because it, it, he definitely seemed like he had time to make a throw. And who knows, if you're on the 42-yard line, maybe you have an opportunity to go for it on fourth down, and instead they have to punt the ball. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Wags, uh, he did not uh, – most of the game from, from our vantage points, we're on about the 30-yard line on the Green Bay Packers side, uh, and he – I'll tell you what – we were not getting a lot of separation today. Our wide receivers weren't. I thought Devontae Adams, um, you know, they they did a nice job of covering him up. They played a lot of two-deep safety today uh, from from um, what we were watching. And um, they were – honestly, I thought they were kind of um, – it, it was kind of fascinating to watch. The Packers didn't run a lot of crossing routes, as many crossing routes as maybe I would have liked, uh, uh, more opportunities for maybe the wide receivers to rub off and, uh, and get open. Um, uh, Rogers, definitely there was one play where I thought, and the Kerrigan play is probably the, the best example of one where, um, you know, he, there was nowhere for him to go with the ball. 
on that play. And uh, perhaps sliding out of the pocket during the ball away would have been a better option on a couple of these sacks. He held the ball a very long time today on a couple of these plays, but I also noticed that on those plays, he didn't really have where, you know, very much to go with. And I mean, I think it's, uh, it shows when a wide receiver didn't even have a catch, I think, until the second quarter. Uh, Devontae Adams, not until around the two minute warning, if I'm not mistaken, in the second quarter. So it took Devontae a little bit to get going. Um, but, but outside of that, I thought Alan Lazard played a, a pretty nice game, ran some nice routes, but, uh, Veldis Gantling Wags, uh, they're continuing to limit his snaps. Uh, he was not running nice routes. I didn't think today. Um, Geronimo had a, had a pretty tough game, and we'll, we'll talk about that as we progress through. But for the most part, um, I, I we weren't getting the separation that I think he would have liked to have had. Um, there were a couple plays there, of course, where Aaron missed uh, some of his receivers. But even in those instances, they weren't his wide receivers. It was uh, Aaron Jones and Jimmy Graham. Uh, later in the game. So uh, it's a little disappointing performance, I thought, from the, the wide receiving core. This is the first time I've seen them play live, of course, this year. And um, outside of Devontae Adams and, and uh, Alan Lazard, I would say, uh, running some nice routes, um, there just weren't the options that I think Aaron Rodgers was hoping for. Uh, and that's not to say he needs to hold on to that ball for five or six seconds because the offensive line, I thought, played their backsides off. But, uh, you know, he did have a hard time finding some open guys because, frankly, I don't think that they were open all that often. At a certain point, you know, is Aaron need to take some chances to show that he can have some trust in some of these guys? Uh, I don't know. I I I'll I think you have said that um much more than I have in the in the last few weeks. Um I don't know where he puts that ball um uh, on some of these receivers. I really don't. Um we can talk about him missing those throws. Uh but I I'll tell you what, there just wasn't a lot of separation from a lot of the wide receivers today. I just didn't see it. Yeah, and and I understand that, but I don't know. I guess what I'm looking at with a game like this and just, uh, you know, skipping around a little bit. Uh, with this offense running the way that they were today and Aaron Jones is just, you know, just getting chunk yardage on the ground. They had excellent field position pretty much the whole game. And uh, their defense was really doing a great job overall. They, I think they started to, you know, give up some yards on the ground a little bit uh, in the middle of that second quarter. But, man, I'll tell you what, Dean. Um, I'm not sure what's got to happen. But to me, I started off the top of we're looking for that spark. And I just feel like we need Aaron Rodgers to start playing at a special level uh, if we're going to be able to you know, make any noise here down the stretch. And if he's not comfortable or uh, established some, a little bit more rapport with some of these other guys, I don't know how he's going to be able to get to that level. So it's not even me just questioning our quarterback and saying that he needs to play better. I, th I think he does need to play better, too. But um, at a certain point, if he doesn't have anyone else that he trusts outside of Devontae and Aaron Jones, Man, I don't know how we're going to be able to 
be consistent offensively against some of these better defenses. So I, I just a food for thought. I, you know, a few a couple months ago, I also asked him, is is this an offense that uh, you know it's is it a little bit of an identity crisis because it seems as if this season we've been up and down and when we run the ball well, our passing game seems out of sync. And when we pass the ball well, we're not really able to get anything going on the ground. And it, it continued again today. <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and I, listen, I, I don't expect you to have a game where it comes together and, and Aaron throws for 400 yards and Aaron Jones is running for 150. <laughs> Football doesn't work that way, but um, the efficiency just isn't there. When we're struggling the way we are on third down, um, and we're running the ball way we are, and we're you know in, in really good field position. It just doesn't seem like there's something missing, and, and I can't really quite put my finger on it. I know today we really struggled on third down again, and that really had an impact uh, for sure. But um, I, I don't know. I ask you, Dan. You tell me. What am what am I my missing? Because I, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative or overreacting, but. Um, Let's be let's let's be realistic here for a moment. Um, we really haven't played very good football um, overall uh, for a, a good two months now, and we've we our wins in that that time span in the last six weeks uh, have come from probably three of the worst teams in the league, uh, and we haven't really done it in dominating fashion. Um, and we've gotten blown out by the 49ers and got controlled by a pretty subpar of very below average San Diego, or I'm sorry, LA Chargers team. So what what do we need to do to get things going here? Because this was a pretty uninspiring performance overall. And I know you started with being encouraged, but man, I, I don't know. I'm just uh, kind of taking a step back, taking the green and gold colored goggles off and trying to understand how we can start to play some better football here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the coach. I mean, I, I don't know what uh, – I, I think that the offensive personnel is what the offensive personnel is at this point. I'm not say, sitting here saying that this team is going to all of a sudden everything clicks and everything's sunshine and rainbows, but I think that a lot of football teams right now have a lot of flaws. Today the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints gave up 40-plus points to each other. Their defenses both just got blown out of the water today. Um, so I think that the Packers have some challenges, but they also gave up 15 points against a bad team, uh, and one of them was a garbage-time touchdown. Otherwise, we're talking about a, a team right now. I mean, I, I, I saw a game today where uh, we're about a half yard uh, less of a ball, and Aaron Jones is gone for a touchdown because there's nobody catching him. He beat that cornerback bad. Uh, we're another yard off of Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, uh, taking that ball, a uh, uh, ball later in the game, and and doing some work with it. And uh, listen, I understand that it's a game of inches, and you can't just go, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Uh, but I saw recipe for a lot of success out of this offense today. Um, I I'm, I think I'm equally frustrated in the fact that um, it seems like um, you know it does. It shouldn't have to be an either or with Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. Uh, how do we get to a point where it can be Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams? And that's something that um, I don't have the answer for. Uh, I don't think that um, – I, 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 I don't know 
uh, how that changes right now. I think that right now the wide receiving group, um, it's been pretty much proven this year that outside of Devontae Adams, uh, there isn't another wide receiver at this time that can consistently produce. That's not to say that guys can't show up in big moments. We've seen different guys in different points of this season uh, come up and, and make a big play here or there. Uh, just last week, we saw Alan Lazard with a 100-plus game. I think he's got another one of those in him. Um, so, I, you know what? I don't know if I have the answer of, um, what's missing. What I do know is this Packer team is as healthy as I've seen a Packer team probably in my entire lifetime. Um, I've seen a Packer offense that at times uh, against some pretty good teams this year, I thought, uh, put up some pretty good point totals and played some pretty good offense. And I've seen a Packer team in the past, I've seen Aaron Rodgers in the past, get absolutely hot at critical times. And um, I, I don't have an answer to how Aaron Rodgers was able a couple years ago to run the table. And uh, I don't know if that happens this year, and maybe that's asking too much uh, for him to just get hot and, and just go bonkers like we actually, I think, have kind of come to expect Aaron Rodgers to do. Um, but I, I, what I do think is that there's enough talent here um, to continue to win football games, and they might not all be pretty, and they might not all be – um, what, what people are, are, are dying to see from this offense. But I do think that, that they have the potential um, to, to have another big game or two this year. And um, now the question is, where are those games going to be? And I'm not guaranteeing it. Um, this is a team that just as easily uh, could, could fall flat on national TV next week against the Bears. Uh, they're a team that could look bad on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. However, they're 10-3. and three. Uh, they have some talent. I think they have the best quarterback in football. Uh, I think the offensive line, for the most part, outside of that San Francisco game, has played really good football. And, um, you know, I, 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 I still have hope because I watch this team and I see the missed opportunities and I go, well, we're just a little off. We're just a little off. And maybe that's not enough. And maybe, and maybe you know, we fall flat. However, I do still see um, some some opportunity for this offense to continue to grow, and um, maybe they're not going to be a top-five offense at the end of the year. Um, but if we can win a couple more ga- games, get some home field, some home cooking at Lambeau Field, Wags, I really, truly believe that we can win some playoff games uh, this season with this team. Well, and I do too, but I guess I'm wondering, you know, are we a running team or are we a passing team? And that's what I think we're we're struggling with a little bit right now. I, I do see that there seems to be a little bit of an identity crisis at times, and you're seeing it in the middle of games at times where we get these lulls, uh, particularly with, you know, we've had some games where it's great to get off to this fast start, but we scored six points uh, in the second, third, and fourth quarter combined today against one of the worst teams in the league. And I think Washington's defense overall is probably about league average. Uh, they're not terrible. It's their offense that's really bad. But uh, you score six points in the last three quarters of any game, That's you're not going to win a lot of games that way. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they missed a couple of plays, and, and it could have been a lot different. But um, But we've seen this now, I think, for a couple of months. So all I'm saying is, uh, I've been waiting to see things start to come together, and, and it, it hasn't really been happening. Thankfully, they've been able to win more games than they've lost here uh, during this this 
pretty frustrating stretch here of late in this last six, seven weeks. But, um, you know, so nonetheless, uh, let's move back into the, the game flow a little bit. Washington was able to, to get the ball moving a little bit, finally under four series, ended up punching it deeper into Green Bay territory. I thought they did a decent job on that next drive of at least pushing the ball back out at midfield, you know, playing some field position. Um, and then when they punted the ball back to the Redskins, J.K. Scott, uh, I thought, again, had a really nice game today. Um, you know, he over-booted uh, at least one of those uh, punts into the end zone. But that'll happen. And, and overall, this was a situation. He pinned them, uh, I think, inside the 10-yard line a, a couple of times today. Uh, was able to pin them inside the 10 down to the 5-yard line um, after uh, after they moved the ball to midfield. Uh, but that was the series then that the Redskins really started to get things going. And they just ran the ball on every single play. So, Dane, what did you see in that series? Was there, you know, uh, something that uh, the Redskins were able to get going a little bit there? And it wasn't, I don't think, um, for a lack of execution. There was no huge plays that were happening, but uh, they were getting, you know, five, six, seven yards a pop uh, on that series. And, and they just steadily moved the ball down the field, didn't they? Yeah, they and the and the Packers defense they just continued to rotate different uh looks out there, I thought on that series. It just didn't seem like um the the, the defense was able to, to um catch itself, so to speak, uh at that point. Uh they, they worked a lot of different guys in. I saw Tyler Lancaster out there quite a bit on that series. Um uh that was a series where the Smiths left uh the field at, at different times and they had uh Kyler Fackrell and Rashawn Gary out there. Um, DJ Goodson, uh, as you and I talked about in the, the preview podcast, he ended up playing, I thought, some pretty solid snaps for the Packers today overall. Um, but, but on that series, they were able to just kind of gash the Packers defensive line a little bit on a couple of those choice plays. And it was kind of like one step forward and two steps back if you were the Packers defense. I thought they had a couple okay stops, but then they, you know, turn around to give up, uh, a couple big plays. And, and I thought that that kind of, um, started to define what the Redskins are trying to do um, uh, in that series and uh, these couple of series here is um, I thought that um, you know they they determined that once we started to bring the heat pretty heavily and we were uh, I thought Haskins actually looked a little banged up actually Wags uh, and I don't know what they said on the TV broadcast but he was starting to limp around there a little bit it looked like his ankle maybe was giving him a little bit of trouble. Yeah, um, so, the announcers um, talked about it quite a bit. It was, it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty much the story for most of the rest of the game, right? But uh, yeah, they they kept pointing out that he was pretty pretty dinged up out there. Yeah, and and give Washington credit. I thought that their offensive line, um, they were definitely getting to the second level on a couple of those plays. And um, Blake Martinez had a hard time. I thought um, shedding a couple of the blocks there. Uh, he was getting some tackles, but those tackles were coming. You know a few yards downfield, um, and I, I don't know what Blake's um, final stats were for the game, but he, um, I didn't think that he really had, um, even for, you know, the standards that we expect, he, he's kind of a tackle machine. Um, I didn't hear his name as much as I'm used to uh, uh, and a kind of a running game. Uh, you know who really impressed me this game, though, Wags, was Adrian Amos. Uh, he played really well. They're playing him along the line of scrimmage. And when those run games started to, to really pick up for Washington, it was really Adrian Amos who they, who they started to uh, creep up and bring up a little bit closer to the line. And I thought that, um, he was able to at least 
help start to mitigate some of those runs because Washington was gashing us a little bit there uh, for for a couple series. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did too. I mean, he got a sack and he got an interception today. He was really all over the field, so that was yeah. definitely good to see. So um, in any event, uh, the Redskins capped off that drive. They held the ball a pretty long time on that drive. I don't know if you saw in the moment, I thought they made the right call um, on what was a fumble recovery, ended yeah. up being called an incompletion. Um, so uh, although I really would have liked it to go our way, uh, I had no quibble with the fact that that was overturned. Um, and then we came back and we're able to move down across midfield again. Um, and it looks like we might be able to at least get a field goal uh, before the end of the half, tack on a few more points and, I was feeling great about, hey, let's just get a field goal here, get three points, get back up 11, and then we get the ball to start the second half, and here we go. Um, and then uh, Rodgers gets strip-sacked uh, and fumbled the ball. I thought it was a really nice play by Anderson, but it was another one of those plays where uh, he was holding on to the ball for an awful long time. Yeah. Um, to me, it just have to kind of be – uh, have a, le- a little bit better awareness of what the situation is there. You have, you've got first down at their 27-yard line under a minute to go. Let's get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, if nothing's there, uh, just throw the ball away. See another play, and worst comes to worst, we're going to get three points here before the end of the half. Yeah, that's about the moment where I lost it, Wags. Uh, that's where I started to scream a little bit uh, inside the stadium. I was uh, pretty frustrated. Um, that was Rogers didn't see that guy coming. Uh, so we were standing on the 30-ish or so. So we were right there. That play happened right in front of us. And um, when, when that uh, the defender uh, was able to get around the corner, I think it was Anderson was ready to get around the corner there. Rogers did not see that coming, and he just came in and barreled him over like that. Um, I thought that the offensive line overall did a pretty nice job actually on that play too. And Roger started to, to move around and that's when it, the, the play happened there. And you can kind of feel the air suck out of the, the stadium a little bit on that play. Um, that was a little bit of a here we go again moment, I thought, uh, with the offense. Um, and, uh, I'll be honest, I don't remember what the, what it looked like downfield on that play because it was all happening so fast. And I was kind of watching Rogers on that play. Um, but, <laughs> But it just um, it, it that was kind of a, a killer, I thought, because um, you know we were expecting to get the ball back, right, Wags, after half there, and I was thinking just like you were, let's get the ball, let's score a couple points, even if it's a field goal, uh, we go into half, get the ball back, and then take this game over, and uh, that's where the frustration started to come in, much like last week for me where it's like, come on, Green Bay, let's just put this inferior opponent away and, and make this a little bit easier on ourselves. But instead, of course, uh, the, the you know, strip sack fumble happens, uh, Washington gets the ball back, um, and, um, you know, they're, they're able to um, – Washington's able to actually make it a little bit interesting, I thought, on that final drive then Wags before half uh, until um, Adrian Amos was able to, um, um, to uh, pick that ball off and kind of – uh, stop any opportunity from Washington. Packers taking me and then me going to half. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice play by Amos, and luckily the yeah. defense uh, picked the offense up. But even so, that was another instance where we left some points on the field. Uh, so Packers come out in the second half, and I thought oh, really put a, put together a nice drive. Um, I the way that drive was going, I really thought we were going to go right down and score the touchdown. 
um, but um, uh, just kind of faltered a little bit once we got down in, into the 20-yard uh, line. So once we got into the red zone, uh, just uh, just didn't quite execute on a few plays, ended up having to settle for a field goal. Um, so Crosby uh, booted through a, a short 32-yard field goal there to put us up 11 at that point. Dane, how did you feel about that drive coming out of the half? I was happy to get, um, you know, I was happy to, frankly, just to get it to be a two-score game. Uh, <laughs> it was a little too close for comfort. Uh, the game was kind of getting a little close for me. So um, I, it was fine. Obviously, you want to get a touchdown. But I was happy to see Mason Crosby out there. I know he's been going through some stuff with family. Uh, and for him to be able to drill that field goal um, was good. But obviously, again, Wags, I just felt like we were leaving uh, points on the table a little bit, and that's where that's where the frustration just creeps in, right? Because you're watching this team, and I'm going, they can be better than this. And uh, frankly, they just weren't. This was a, it, it was kind of an ugly second half um, uh, watching the offense play. I thought the defense continued to play at a pretty high level for much of the second half. Uh, but but it's never good, Wags, right, when that field goal is kind of the shining moment of the second half for this Packers offense, isn't it? Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, it, it did appear that uh, certainly they reasserted some of the original game plan coming out of halftime because it was mm-hmm. all Aaron Jones <laughs> on that yeah. drive for the most part. And whether he was running or catching the ball, um, he pretty much was responsible for that entire drive. Uh, so uh, certainly Aaron Jones was a bright spot today, and we expected him to be heavily involved, uh, and he certainly came through uh, in his in that right. So um, not just to skip ahead because there's really not a lot that happened uh, from there. Um, I thought uh, Washington ended up, you know, certainly um, had another long drive at the end of the third quarter that they ended up getting the field goal to pull it back within eight in a one-score game as we got uh, to the end of the third quarter. Uh, so, uh, and, and then as the Packers kind of, they just sort of got, went back and forth. Uh, each team punted a couple more times um, until we got the ball with just under 10 minutes left and had another really nice drive. Um, yeah. I, I got to give the, the offense credit here, even though we again only came away with three points. In the fourth quarter, they know what we're trying to do. Uh, we converted a couple of third downs and um, held the ball for almost uh, almost the rest of the game, practically. And, yeah. and uh, quite honestly, we could have got one more first down. We were pretty close to being able to run the clock out, um, even though we probably would have scored before that happened. But um, take the clock from 10 minutes uh, from your own 11-yard line and go all the way down the field methodically until uh, there's two and a half minutes left. Uh, Washington's burning timeouts at the end of that drive um, but was really impressive. Uh, so uh, certainly uh, taking the field goal, uh, uh, you're not going to get any argument from me this time on that fourth and one. Uh, take the points every time in that situation. But I um, would have liked to see them pick up that first down. Uh, yep, they, had, they had second and five from the inside the uh, Washington 20-yard line uh, and unfortunately uh, just were – Trying to, I don't know, it lacked a little creativity there. Just ran Jamal Williams straight up the middle uh, on two straight plays, and he wasn't quite able to get enough yardage to pick up the first down. No, and and Wayne, can we talk a little bit? Uh, if this drive, can we talk a little bit about that Jerome Allison play? 
Um, I don't want to sound too critical. <laughs> this is a Packer podcast after all. Um, but, you know, we were, I thought, very fortunate that Geronimo's knee touched the ground. Um, you know, he, he makes a nice catch, makes a move, um, you know, starts heading downfield, looks like he's going to have a big chunk play, gets the ball stripped uh, out of his hands uh, from behind. And um, it's just, it's, it's an image that I feel like is a little bit, it's happening a little uh, all too often for me with Geronimo Allison, which is just, I don't know what to expect from him right now. I think he's trying maybe too hard, if, if that makes sense. And, and I'm curious what your take is on Geronimo at this point, um, because I just, I don't feel like the added benefit is there this year, unfortunately, with Geronimo. I think that he's been getting passed on the depth chart um, by, by some other receivers, but, um, but you know, uh, He's still out there on some of these these series, but at this point, I'll tell you what, Wag, I would be fine if it's if it's uh, Adams, Lazard, uh, Kumaro, MVS, and then Geronimo. Uh, you know, if we're looking at that depth chart right now, because you know that play there could have been absolutely uh, disastrous and catastrophic uh, to this game. Uh, if Geronimo, uh, knee isn't down and he puts that ball on the ground and all of a sudden Washington gets that ball and it's still a one score game. Yeah. Well, I, I basically laid my thoughts on Geronimo, t- uh, two weeks ago and then he came up with, albeit just two catchers, but two big catchers last week. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, that was one game. We'll see. Um, he didn't do anything this week. It's kind of been par for the course for this season where he's had, you know, pretty more down than up and, and hasn't been able to, to put together, you know, any consistency game to game. Uh, I, I think his snap count has already dropped off quite a bit. What was interesting to me is we had four tight ends active today. So it seems like that might be something that we're looking for. Uh, is that the direction we're going? Try to get a, a few more uh, tight ends out on the field. Uh, since we're not getting it from the receiving core, uh, maybe that's the way to go. And certainly Tunyon was, was the one with the touchdown today. Uh, Jimmy Graham, you know, only three receptions, but at least he made his presence felt out there. Um, and perhaps uh, that's uh, – we I think thought we had more packages overall uh, with some three tight end sets. I know you, you mentioned that earlier. So – you know, it, it makes sense. We're trying to run the ball. Uh, perhaps uh, we're going to utilize some of these uh, tight ends uh, as pass catchers a little bit more moving forward. I think every single tight end was at least targeted. Sternberger yeah. was targeted in the end zone, uh, wasn't able to come down with the ball. Uh, so, <laughs> and Danny Vitale had a target today, and, and on a catch he probably should have caught. And it looked like he dropped that one. So, um so I, I think the coach staff is looking for other options, and it may not just be from that wide receiving core, uh, but uh, you're not going to get any argument from me on Geronimo Allison. You're right. Uh, obviously, he's out there trying. It's not like when you yeah. fumble the ball, it's a mental issue, although you know, you got to you know, hold on to the ball, get, the, get it into the hand on the opposite side so you're, you're running towards the sideline, and maybe just go out of bounds. Uh, yeah. If you're in a situation, uh, just it's not the worst thing sometimes to just go out of the bounds. I, I know that we really like to see guys fight for that extra yard, but sometimes it's just not worth it. Um, you just go out of bounds, give yourself up, and uh, you've already made a nice play and got a first down. So, um, yeah, I, 
I'm not sure what what to do with Geronimo because he's not, you know, he's not, if he's turning the ball over and he's dropping the ball in key situations and he's not getting open, uh, it's tough. (laughs) You're right. It's tough. I'm not sure what you do at that point other than give some other guys some opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, this is one of those podcast legs where we're sitting here and we're going back and forth and we're like, what do we do? And you've got to think that Coach Lafleur and company are, are are in a in the film room saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but and you mentioned some other guys. Uh, MVS didn't have a single target today, right. and Kumro didn't get targeted at all today. Um, I don't know. Again, if they're not really getting a lot of snaps, I know Kumro's out there a little bit more because he's he can bit, block yeah. a little bit, but. If they're not getting open, they're not in situations where Rodgers are giving them any looks. It, it's just really tough. It's, uh, you know, somehow that's where I was at the top asking, yeah. what, what do you do? You've got to be able to, and I, listen, I, I don't like the idea of forcing the ball, uh, to a secondary or third, uh, option. If they're not getting open or they're not proving that they can be trusted, but, that's what's missing from this offense to me right now is is uh you know at least another option or two that can be consistent in this pass game and until we get that i, I think we're going to have a really hard time uh consistently being able to uh be productive um in all four quarters so um well, here here's a question for you before we we get off the wide receiver train here uh are you surprised with with some of the challenges we've seen uh, from from a wide receiver group uh, past Devontae Adams uh, that Ryan Grant hasn't suited up once yet. Uh, I'm almost to the point here where, you know, he's had some success in this league. I'm almost to the point here, Wiggs, where I'm wondering, hey, maybe, you know, maybe he gets a 45 up, you know, and they, they dress him one of these weeks coming up here just to just to shake it up and, and, and kind of work him in and get him a couple snaps. Am I crazy to think that? Well, you, you said earlier, I'm not the coach, and so I don't know because I haven't seen him in practice. And so I would assume that if he's showing something, the coaching staff would get him out there. They're going to try, they're definitely going to put the best guys on the field. Um, so I, 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 I'm not against it, but if he's not showing it in practice or he hasn't shown that he has a grasp of the playbook or that he's ready to get out there and, and uh, be productive, then, you know, you're just kind of, uh, you know, rolling the dice a little bit. That's kind of uh, into some of the frustrations I've had with some of these other guys that we mentioned in the past couple of weeks. They can't be worse. Um, are we at the point with some of these receivers where you could say that? I, I'm not sure. Maybe, um, you know, like in the MBS, can we just – Run him deep a few times. I, 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 maybe he's just a Ted Ginn, uh, guy where he can't run routes. Let's just run him deep and throw the ball, uh, take the air, uh, top off the defense. We don't, we haven't had anything, uh, like that this year. Um, we've had a couple of long pass plays, certainly last week with Lazard, but man, we, we, we just maybe we need to simplify things a little bit. I, I'm not sure, uh, but that's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out. Something is, missing to a certain extent um is there are the coaching staff responsible not putting maybe some of these guys in a position where they can be most successful um Mm -hmm. you know if mbs isn't a guy that is can thrive on some of these um you know some of these plays 
then yeah, uh, got to give some other guys a look or uh, put him in a position where he can contribute if he can be a weapon for you at this point. I don't even know if that's the case because he's just been, you know, completely uh, gone from this offense now for quite some time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Dane, I, I think, you know, certainly we didn't make a move before the trade deadline, so it's going to be pretty tough to be able to find anything now for Goody or anyone in the front office to do anything to upgrade this team. So we'll see. Um, some accountability may be coming, but I think this, the, I'm sure they're, they're trying to, to squeeze everything they can out of what they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I think that's valid. That's a valid point. It just, you know, I think we're both a little frustrated because we're, we're, we're there. We're, we're getting close, right? I feel like this team is close, but it's not that there's, you're right. There's that spark isn't quite there yet offensively. I think that there's, there's still possible time. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being a homer here, uh, but I, I'm, I'm still holding out hope. I'm, we're watching this game right now. Wags, we're recording this and Seattle's down 21 to three against the Rams. It's like, you know, this NFL thing is crazy. Uh, trying to, you know, put my arm around what team is what right now. Um, now let's talk about this final drive of the fourth quarter. I'm, Curious what your take was um, defensively there. I mean, I thought that the final score looked a little bit closer than um, than than the game was. I, throughout the game, Wags, I'll be honest. I thought that I never really had the fear that the Packers were going to lose this game, uh, even though even when it was a, a eight point uh, game for for you know different stretches of the game, I thought it just it felt like the Packers were in control of this uh, late in the game. Redskins make it pretty interesting though, and uh, that that receiver in the back of the end zone in particular made one heck of a catch. Um, a, was your take the same as mine? I mean, I was watching the defense, and they were giving up that underneath quite a bit on that final drive. They knew that Washington didn't have timeouts left uh, since the Packers, uh, to your point, had uh, just a you know had a, a phenomenal long offensive series. Uh, where where Washington had to burn their timeouts, so it looked like the Packers' defense uh, allowed Washington to you know get some of those underneath routes. Um, Washington definitely took advantage of that and got down and and then um, made the score look a little bit closer than I think the game actually was. Yeah, and certainly they were you know dropping dropping uh, eight guys back at the coverage. Mm-hmm. I saw on a few of those plays. It seemed like there wasn't a, a, I don't know if there was some miscommunication or what. Um, I, obviously, you're fine with them getting five, six yards. What's frustrating is when they get 20 yards, uh, 15 mm-hmm. yards every play uh, in that two-minute situation. And it seemed like there were several plays on that drive where on TV I'm seeing three Packer defenders bunched pretty closely together, uh, all running and backpedaling, and then there's only one Redskin wide receiver who ends up being the one that catches the ball, uh, mm-hmm. settling in front of all three of them. I, and that's – something's not right <laughs> with that. Um, that's not that's not what you're trying to do. You've got to have uh, – you're, you're all responsible for a zone. If someone's in a zone, it doesn't mean that you just stand behind them and let them catch the ball – you can actually, believe it or not, come up and try to defend them when they're in your zone. Um, and too often, we seem to see these uh, uh, opposing wide receivers 
uh, get into a zone in, in those situations. And, and this was really the only time today where I saw that, to be fair. I thought the defense did pretty well overall mm-hmm. against a, a pretty awful Washington offense. But um, it, against other opponents, we've seen this too, where, you know, it seems like we're just letting them catch the ball. You don't have to let them catch the ball just because you're in a prevent uh, defense. Uh, you can uh, have one guy defend your quadrant, and then you've still got a couple guys deep behind so that if he keeps running and, and beats you, uh, you've got that protection over the top. Um, so um, I'm not sure if, if you're seeing the whole field uh, in person, you are seeing some of the same things, but yeah, um, we've, got to do, we've got to do a better job of, you know, uh, staying in our um, portion of the field if you're a defensive player and actually having your head on a swivel and, uh, you know, uh, locating the receivers uh, when they're in your zone and when they keep running out of your zone, hand them off to the next DB or linebacker uh, before you release them so that those guys are being covered. Um, and, and that's not what we saw on that last drive. So that was the frustrating part to me was not so much that they gave up a garbage time touchdown, but how quickly uh, this Washington offense was able to work down the field when, for the most part, they really haven't done anything in the past game all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, did did you breathe a sigh of relief like I did when we got the onside kick? Uh, <laughs> we, well, I, I, I've lived through enough of it, Wags. I was like, yeah. we better get on top of this ball and get the heck out of here. You know, it's weird, Dan. Like you were saying before, I never really felt like we were not going to win this game. Um <laughs> but I was just more frustrated that it just didn't seem like we played all that well. Um, yeah. It was a little uninspiring. I, it, it was nice that we had the run game going. Um, I thought Mason Crosby uh, certainly had a nice day, game. Um, we got Tyler Irvin out there, had a few nice returns. Um, I, I liked what I saw from J.K. Scott. So special teams had a good day, day today, so that was nice. Um, defensively, overall, as you said, by from that last drive, They did fine. I thought they did their job. You know, um, they were pretty physical. I thought defensively as well. So uh, no, no problem with the effort on the defensive side of the ball. I'm pretty frustrated with the offense, but um, you know, uh, they'll have better games, as you said. Uh, Good teams. uh, So we're so focused on the Packers. All good teams uh, have some ugly wins, and uh, that's the most important thing. We got out of there with the win. Uh, but we will definitely need to start playing better, and it's going to have to start next week. Uh, yes. Otherwise, this is going to be a pretty um, – I hate to say it, but this will be a pretty quick end to the season um, if we don't start playing some better football. Yes, you're, you're spot on, and uh, and you're right. It does start next week. I know that we will do a, a preview podcast later this week, but – Chicago Bears come to town next, Wags, uh, here at Lambeau Field. Again, Packers get another home game, the last home game of the season, uh, uh, regular season home game, I should say, the season. Hopefully we get us back uh, for the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, Chicago is no slouch, and they have been playing the best football of their season, I think, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has been looking like the good Mitch Trubisky. So um, without, without – go- Excuse me, without diving too deep into the Chicago Bears, um, if we play Wags like we played today against the Bears, we will not win this football game. Uh, so while I, I show a little optimism, uh, you know, after after watching the game today, 
Uh, I also recognize that we're nowhere near good enough, I think, to beat the Bears, let alone, um, you know, some of these playoff teams that we might have to face uh, as the season progresses. So, um, so uh, you know, folks, stay tuned for our preview podcast uh, of the Chicago Bears, but um, this is not going to be an easy game, is it? No, um, and granted, the Bears have beaten some pretty bad teams here too. You know, I I know they their offense definitely did look good against the Cowboys last week, but I think the Cowboys defense has been looking making pretty much everyone's offense look good these days. <laughs> uh, so um, we'll see. You know, they, they the Bears they their, a couple of their previous wins came against uh, the Lions. Uh, they didn't do all that great, and the Lions are pretty awful right now. Um, yeah. And then they squeaked by the Giants, and so I, I, I don't know. Um, yes, we are definitely going to have to play better. We're going to have their full attention. The division hangs in the balance. Uh, if we we have to play better, and uh, it starts next week, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, the Packers control their own destiny uh, in, in getting a at least <laughs> two seed and a first round bye. So, Does it feel like that at all right I, now? It, by the way, Wag, crazy. That's what I keep trying to keep in mind. We're ten and three. We control our own destiny. And uh, <laughs> um, the, the good news is, is that we've got a lot of tape uh, to uh, uh, find some ways to improve. So um, hopefully, uh, the team has a good sharp week, week of practice. And as you said, uh, we'll get into that Bears preview a little bit more uh, later this week. Yeah, so we're ten and three. Um, it has not been. A, it wasn't a pretty win, but uh, we are ten and three. Uh, if you like what you're you're hearing, please uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter, Lombardi's Legends. Uh, call our our official Cheesehead Sound off line. Uh, certainly on game day if you're stuck in traffic, but also you know any time during the week if you want to vent or, or or give your opinion if we like what we hear we'll play it here on the podcast you can uh, call 608-285-2128 for that um but but otherwise wags it, it doesn't feel like it but we're 10 and 3 and we're just continuing to grind yeah we're 10 and 3 uh and uh i'm excited here we've got three division games to close out the season and this is what it's all about, the black and blue division. And uh, we're in the driver's seat. So uh, all we got to do is, is go out there and take care of business, which we've been able to do at this point in this season. So I'm going to end this on a optimistic and a high note. Uh, Dane, I don't got anything else to add. Do you have any other closing comments? No, all I got to say is what we always say, Wags. How do we go end it? Go, go. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs>